Okay, so um, welcome everybody who's listening to this edition, first edition, first edition, exciting edition of Event Worldcast um, or Event Worldcast, depending on where you come from in the country. We won't hold any boundaries to anybody in terms of that. You can call it as you wish. Um, I'm very excited to be joined by two very special ladies um, this afternoon as we, we have our little news and chat and discussion about mental health in the events industry at the moment. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you in a second. For those who don't know who I am or don't recognise my voice, I'm, I'm Helen Moon, I'm the CEO of Eventwell. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to let the ladies introduce themselves. <laughs> Caroline, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, hi, everybody. So I've been working in um, commercial B2B businesses running events for about 12 years. Um, most recently at a small media business catering for the legal sector. And my kind of experience runs across event production and event logistics, as well as the management side. Um, and recently gone freelance, um, forced to go freelance due to the current economic climate um, and just enjoying reaching out to my event network at the minute and having chats like these to see how we can kind of help each other get through it. Yeah, B. Yeah, so um, I'm, yeah, Bernadette. I own my own event management business um, called Salone Events. So I left the kind of corporate uh, world I suppose um, where I was event manager and set up on my own and obviously at the moment due to very unusual challenging times it's it's very difficult um, but also very passionate about mental health which is uh, why I'm delighted to be on this this podcast with you guys today. Yeah, it's great. It's great to be working with you guys. I kind of call you members of our event world family. Family over at Eventwell, and you're all amazing and fantastic, and you, you're all doing a stellar job of the support and everything that everyone's doing at the moment in terms of their fellow event professionals and stuff. So it, it's it's good to be sat having a chat with you this afternoon. And I thought what I thought we'd we'd have a kind of conversation about because we're all kind of in our own little unique situations at the moment, aren't we? We were having a quick chat about this before we started kind of stuff. So um, my, my other job that I do, um, marketing communications for Royal Greenwich Heritage Trust, I'm about um, 50 minutes away, I think, from being told myself that I've been furloughed. Carolyn, you've unfortunately recently were made redundant. Um, B, you've got obviously the, the the factor at the moment that work has dried up in terms of running an event agency. So I think we're all in our own little unique, well, not unique situations, is it? Because there's an awful lot of other people in the industry going for exactly the same. So I thought we'd kind of, you know, just have a chat amongst ourselves about how that feels and and mm. any struggles and stuff that we've had with that. But how also in a positive kind of note, how we're we're looking at perspective and all of that kind of stuff about it. Yeah, you guys want to go first and then I'll kind of yeah I mean I was thinking about a few I've talked to a few people about this whole situation actually whether you're kind of you run your own business and work's dried up or you've lost your job or whatever and um, a lot of people have said to me oh, events events people events professionals are you know should be well placed to cope with stuff like this because we're used to being quite resilient and dealing with last minute things being thrown at us in a kind of a live event scenario which is definitely true but on the flip side 
in my experience anyway, events professionals tend to thrive with structure and planning and control. And that's the great thing about events. We, we are able to be creative and adapt, but equally, you know, we, we need that, we do kind of need that structure and planning. And this scenario is completely taken the black and white away from us. And we're just kind of living in this gray. And I think that's the, that's actually very hard for everybody, um, particularly people that are used to their livelihood depends on being able to plan. Um, mm. And then if you add on top of that, a layer of people that do struggle with their mental health anyway, um, then that's just adds another layer of complication to the whole thing. So um, there are two very different ways of looking at it. Um, and depending on what day it is, depends on how, how I'm feeling about the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I mean, every industry is struggling with this, right? But I, I think my fear as a business owner is that the event industry might take longer to get back off the ground and running because if it was me, I, I would even be fearful to go to a large gathering event in two, three months time. Whereas um, other industries hopefully we'll be able to get up and running very quickly again so that's kind of my fear as a business owner because i don't know if that's going to last a couple of months if it's going to be nine months if it's going to be a year and it is that uncertainty because you can't plan for that but on the other hand it's a great opportunity to work on the business and create content and build your contacts but it is that kind of uncertainty and how you then manage that mentally and it is like you said caroline it's a day-to-day day-to-day uh, problem isn't it because you don't know how you're going to wake up and feel and you just have to go with how you feel every morning and not not kind of put too much pressure on yourself I suppose to feel a certain way yeah I think that's that's the massive that's the massive thing isn't it that's the big thing that, that everybody's got to kind of consider and, and take the heart is that the, the best thing that you can do at the moment is just take it day by day because as well things are changing day by day we, we, we don't even know if we're at the, the peak the peak point, yeah, in terms of this virus and, and how, it, how it's working. I mean, it, it, that's very much for me as well. I'm finding that is because um, I, I have bipolar, so I have to manage that. And I literally, um, one of the, the elements of my bipolar is I rapid cycle. Um, not everybody who has bipolar rapid cycles, but I'm, I'm one of the ones that does. So I'm, I can wake up one day and I'm, I'm manic and can't sleep and I'm on edge and I'm, I'm agitated and irritable. Um, or I can wake up the next day and I don't want to talk to anybody and I just want to shut myself off and I'm, I'm feeling really, really down. And I'm, I'm like that quite a lot at the moment. So um, I, I can only take it day by day. I kind of see how I feel and try and muster through as much as possible um, and I think that's one of the things isn't it because what I worry about is and obviously as somebody's working in the mental health space in events but I worry about the mental health shock so we touched on that briefly before we started didn't we I, I worry about a big mental health shock for our industry because effectively what a lot of us are going through at the moment is trauma um, in terms of our profession and particularly for a lot of us, like like us ladies here, we've been doing events for a long time, you know, that we haven't, and also as well, any anybody new that's come into the industry. So there was a lady me and B were chatting to last week, who literally, I think she was in her first year, and we were like, this doesn't normally happen. <laughs> this yeah. is one off. 
we've never um, known this before don't let it put you off yeah. she was amazing right so she um is gonna use the time to um look at other courses she can do online and build her skills so that when it is back and running she's she's kind of can can you know succeed really quickly and i mean helen made a really good point when we were talking to her um which was that you know you're you're learning how to be resilient from the get-go because <laughs> you're never going to have a more challenging time than this and and to people coming out of uni and work experience and all those kind of things i think actually see this perhaps as, as quite a good opportunity um, and try not to be too disheartened from uh from the from the industry yeah i think if there's there's ever been a great time for you to learn about resilience and self-care and how important it is and that it's not just reserved for people who have bipolar like me or people who suffer from depression it matters to all of us because we all have mental health I think if there was ever an important time for us to learn that lesson, um, it's now in terms of building resilience so, so that we can bounce back in September, October, whenever we start again. But, you know, that it's, it's, and to try and counterbalance that mental health shock that I, that I think is going to happen, um, and it's already happening because of the trauma that we're experiencing. I, don't, I think that's the big mm. thing. Because um, it's going to take a while for the industry to come back i think um, some events are going to be stronger than others there's a lot of people saying that the association market's probably going to be the strongest one that bounces back because c people are going to immediately need that reconnecting yeah. with peers and they want really we're going to want that face-to-face -face. Yeah. corporate market might be a little bit nervous at the moment in terms of commitment until we know it's safe for us to stop isolate so stop self-distancing and isolating yeah. i don't know what's it what do you ladies think about that yeah well a lot of my <clears throat> a lot of my clients um i'd say probably 95 percent of them are corporates and you know people won't sign further than you know 18 months away so corporates are definitely from my experience at the moment being extremely cautious understandably um yeah because they they don't want to put a huge investment into something that they then have to either not attend or cancel postpone you know it's, mm. it's a lot of work that then goes into it and it is again that uncertainty yeah, yeah. i think the people that i've spoken to primarily running events within you know kind of media businesses similar it's similar and i think i think i think what will probably happen is i know there's been this pivot to virtual events but that's not that straightforward, especially if you're not used to doing them. You don't want to start engaging in, you know, churning out rubbish when you don't really know what you're doing. But I think when we, when events start to come back, it's going to be those smaller niche events because they'll be perceived as lower risk by the delegation. So, you know, they might think, oh, a small room of 10 people for a round table, for example, that's fine. Um, and it's lower risk in terms of cost for the businesses. So I think, and you know and you can charge a premium for those kind of events as well which is why i've always having those kind of events in a portfolio is really important um, and you can be a bit more agile with them the kind of production cycle with them isn't nine months like it is with a conference so i think for me that that's probably where most businesses are going to be able to start clawing back revenue but that's still you know that's not going to be until you know q3 absolute earliest yeah absolutely absolutely um and that as well, actually thinking about being, being forced, I suppose, in a way to kind of think about doing events in a different way. 
I mean, that, that's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing for the industry for us to... I think it's... it's a bit more innovative. Yeah, I think it's been incredible how the um, industry has already adapted. And I think it gives... This is a great opportunity to give everyone to kind of an opportunity to stop, slow down, so that when they... You know, I don't think everyone will be jumping on that kind of autopilot treadmill very quickly. It'll be kind of a slow reintroduction to work. I would imagine because the demand will, will gradually grow and it could actually be a really good opportunity for for that kind of overall stress that is known in the industry for us to have to actually kind of calm down a bit because we're being yeah. forced to <laughs> it's not yeah. optional yeah yeah and that that in itself is only a majorly good thing for the industry isn't it to kind of to, to make us kind of slow down a little bit and perhaps make us rejudge in terms of resources and stuff and the resources that we're putting into our events and making sure that we've got enough people and that people's mental health and well-being is, is looked after and that people are okay. Um, that's another positive from this period, would, would you say? Yeah, that we're, we're actually, we've got much more of a focus on how people are actually doing. I think we do now and I just hope it's not kind of a, a temporary kind of echo chamber and we all just go back to normal afterwards because I think it would be very easy for that to happen because people are desperate to get back to normal um but you know there's there's a quote and I've, it's been circulating on social media but it's about considering you you know when rushing to get back to normal consider what parts of that normal you actually want to get back to and it's a chance for us all to kind of reflect and think about that so for those of us you know like you be that are running businesses you can think about how you want to run your business how you want to run your teams and structure your business and I could be thinking about okay what kind of events do I want to work on and what kind of in what capacity do I want to work on them and what kind of teams do I want to manage or do I want to manage? you know there's so much to think about and that I think that is a benefit because hopefully when everybody goes back into it everyone will be doing it like you say not being on autopilot not just kind of churning things out they're doing it for for a reason and for a passion as well as you know to pay the bills yeah yeah it's a really good opportunity for anyone in the industry to kind of really think about how they want to adapt and change i mean i've got these huge kind of flip chart size pieces of paper you can just buy the pads on amazon you know you can get them quite easy and I've just been mapping out everything, how I want the business to look in the future, what kind of clients I'd like to work with, um, personal development, even just um, kind of just things I want to do outside of work as well. And just mapping it all out has been really, really fun and something I've wanted to do for ages. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as such, doing that, everything's kind of changing the business. I've finally gone down the kind of streamlined route I, I want to do. So it's actually been a really lovely opportunity to kind of adapt to what, it's given me the time to adapt to what I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, and that kind of, that kind of really thought processed, planning, innovative kind of thinking is really important, not just for, for businesses, for any kind of event programs and scheduling, whether you're a corporate event organizer with a program of events or whether you're, you're running your own business. It's really important stuff to be doing so I suppose that makes you kind of take a, a think about it and, and how you've enjoyed that kind of process and how really important it is so in the future you, you'll make the time to make sure you can do that and regularly check in on your plans and how they're doing yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think so. I think what's interesting about, about trying to kind of stay sane in this period as well is, you know, for me, reaching out to my network and doing things like this really, really helps, um, you know, on a mental level, but also on a practical level, right? Because you don't know what conversations might lead to and things like that. And um, whereas people that are newer in the sector, like, you know, the person that you were talking about who's in their first year, and certainly some of my team that have just been let go, you know, first jobbers. And, mm. you know, you feel for them because in, in many ways, because they, they might actually be more resilient because they've got kind of exuberance of youth, which I do not have anymore. But um, <laughs> as young as you feel, Caroline, you're as young as you feel. <laughs> they don't feel that 12 today. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, they might not have the connections of things. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to reach out to those people and some of my old team and things and saying, you know, these are the recruitment agencies that are really good to work for in the event space. And these are some interesting yeah. people you can talk to because it makes me feel like I'm doing something useful um, by helping them. Um, yes. uh, you know, yeah. it's helping them and it's helping me just, just by making me feel good about doing something to help someone else. So, and all of that is, it's in my mind, it's keeping the industry connected. It's keeping it moving, keeping us talking. So um, yeah, something that more experienced event people can do to help manage their own panic is actually helping someone else tends to help that. Yeah, it's, it's that's purpose thing, isn't it? Because you sense a purpose and to being able to help and volunteer and offering your your thought leadership and assistance and experience and stuff to help somebody else out. It gives you a, a nice, that warm, fuzzy purpose feeling, mm -hmm. doesn't it? We, yeah. we were talking about that yesterday in Event World Talks. It was great. We were talking about how um you know those supplier um planner kind of business relationships that we have with people the, the people that are being negotiable the people that are being flexible and also the people that are being a, a little bit awkward maybe and apparently just not helping in ways that they could help i think we're all going to remember aren't we september yeah. or october i call them good eggs we're all going to remember the good eggs yeah. and the people that did their best to support others support their colleagues, support their peers, support each other. Because we've got hashtag, haven't we? Event profs unite stronger together kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's what we were chatting about yesterday, about how important that is, because you'll, you'll be remembered later down the line if, if you were one of those that was supportive. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and I mean, <laughs> definitely also remember those who weren't supportive yeah. uh, and, and not flexible in, in these situations especially I mean because that stands out like a sore thumb at the moment you know when yeah, we had a, a very large event and all third party suppliers were absolutely incredible in, in their flexibility to postpone apart from one and I'll, I'll now never forget that that one because you know it's it, it made things very difficult yeah and are you likely to want to work yeah. with that one again? Very unlikely, yeah. 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 It, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's those, those two sides. You'll definitely remember those who were really supportive of you and kind of open to help. And, and you'll definitely also <laughs> remember the ones that, that made things a lot more difficult. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing, isn't it? The last thing that people need or want at the moment is is things to be made even more difficult than they already is. I mean, taking it back to that trauma and then, then I know I'm repeating it again, but it, I suppose it's because I just want to reiterate that message to anyone that's listening that, that for a lot of people at the moment, that is what we're experiencing is trauma. 
um, both in our professional lives, but also as well, because we, we were going to touch on this, weren't we, from a professional, from a personal perspective um, as well. You know, this is happening to the industry that we all work in and love. Um, but also as well, from a personal perspective, there's a lot of us who are separated from, from boyfriends and partners. Um, a lot of, I'm, I'm a parent, I have a little, I have a little one and my, my husband sometimes he drive me insane in the house and I just <laughs> want to get away from them. Um, but then with putting that perspective on it, I, I stop and I think to myself, do you know what, Helen, actually, there's people who are on their own and there's parents who are separated from their children that would love just to have just five minutes with them, just to, just to give them a hug and hold them and can't because of how we're being told to stay and how we're being told to stay at home and stuff. So I suppose it, it's, it's having that perspective and that understanding of what people are also, not just from a professional perspective, but what they might be going through personally, which would be even more troubling and traumatic than if you count losing your job or being furloughed and possibly losing some purpose and the stuff that gets you out of bed in the morning. But that perspective as well, I mean, what's, what's it been like for you guys? Um, so I live on my own, which usually I absolutely love, um, which is why I live on my own. Um, but so, you know, and there are definite benefits to having your own space at times like this, because the, the time that I have got now, I can use for, you know, professional development and, and focusing on looking at different options and things like that. I can focus on myself ultimately and try and look forward as far as you can look forward with this scenario to you know what my next steps will be and i have that kind of time and capability to think about myself and get the headspace when i need it so that's kind of the positive um but obviously it's really tough not being able to have like you say the kind of human connections i've not got someone near me another human that i can grab and hug um I've got a shop that next door to me. I keep going in there three times a day just to have a chat to the shop owner. <laughs> but you couldn't even hug the shopkeeper if you wanted can't to, even right? You know, FaceTime and everything is great. So, you know, been reaching out. Yeah. A lot. And I think that's the most important thing for people who perhaps are isolating or quarantining or whatever on their own is you have to, people are so busy with their own stuff. They might have kids or, or not, or just have other issues. You need to be able to reach out to people. Mm. And I'm the one that can, because that's just how I'm built. But, you know, if anyone's listening that is kind of struggling, I would just say, just find the closest person you have to you and reach out because everybody is in this together. And that's the one weirdly nice thing about this situation is that I do feel like we're united in this, like the yeah. world united in it. So even the, the, the individuals that exist that are the least kind of feely emotional types will be feeling impacted by this. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's a bit of a mix. I can recognize the, the positives, but it's hard sometimes when you just think, my Lord, I've not left the house in three days. I've not spoken to another human. Mm. Am I next going to touch another human being? I keep saying that to, to people. I don't know when I'm next actually going to have physical contact with anybody. It's, it's such a crazy thing. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, I uh, went to see my, uh, my nan yesterday. To, she's obviously vulnerable. She's quite elderly and uh, in amazing spirits, 
bless her, but uh, I went to take some stuff to her and all I wanted to do was just wrap my arms around her and give her a huge hug. And, you know, she really wanted that. And it was horrible not to be able to just, you know, grab her and hold her. She lives on her own. Um, luckily, she's used to kind of not doing too much anyway. Um, and it, you, you know, you even get to that point where you think, what if I just take a deep breath in and hold my breath and quickly hug her? You know, is that allowed? <laughs> but then you don't want to. Then you then worry. Gosh, you know, I gave her shopping. Did what if I've given her the virus? You know, what if she then gets really poorly? And it's that whole anxiousness, that anxiousness that goes around when when you are able to see someone, even if it is two, three, four meters away. I mean, I still suffer with the anxiety of, oh my gosh, what if I have passed it to someone? Um, and it, you know, you do really well. I I worry about that a lot. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of hug parties happening when this has been lifted, isn't there? <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of us kind of just hugging and anybody, anybody, just random strangers in the street and stuff, <laughs> just uh, kind of touch bit hugs, kind of stuff. Bit like bit like us Northerners, we're a friendly lot. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's a bit, we can be a bit of a shock to the system when we come down here. Anybody seen that video that was on the Mash reports? Very funny. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, my my family, uh, my family are obviously two hundred and fifty miles away, up north in Southport, and I, I suppose this kind of we've never spoken to each other as much as we are doing at the moment, and texting and checking in on each other. Mm. We never really check in on each other, kind of. So we're a bit like, oh, they'll be reeds, they'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot yeah. more contact. I mean, the amount of contact having with family and friends at the moment is a uh, is a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's quite nice in the sense that everyone is in this together, I suppose, like you said, and then checking in on each other. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose as well, for me, I've never, because I've, I've been in London 17 years now, so I've been kind of, you know, like, contributes that I'm a southerner now, I think. Um, <clears throat> but I suppose it's like this time, I've never been as homesick in a way as I am now, where I just want to be near my family and my, my sister, my brother, and my my mum and my nephew and, and all of that. And you know, you just want to hug your mum. Everybody needs yeah. their mum, right? And you just want to, you just want to do that. And obviously I don't, I don't have a dad. I just have my mum. So it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a tricky time, but I suppose the positive is that we kind of, we are talking to each other a lot more than we did. And I think all of yeah. us have realized that <coughs> almost, it's almost like, mother nature's way of reconnecting us all on a kind of spiritual level um which can be a way then looking after your mental health that can be that kind of spiritual purpose values re-establishing all of that kind of thing so it's not just about chanting and stuff spiritual kind of aspects mm. of mental health and well-being isn't about what you'd think it was about what the name would suggest it is about those those values and the things that you hold dear and the the things that are important to you and the reason you get out of bed in the morning and your purpose and all of that. So I suppose this is, it's almost like it's reconnecting us to our spiritual aspects, if that makes sense. As well. mm. Yeah. And I think it's a good opportunity as well to um, actually re it might not be necessary for some people, but perhaps reevaluate your core values. So mm. because you're now not doing your normal day-to-day -day stuff, it's an opportunity for you to sit back and say, okay, what are my core values? Is it that I have to be really ambitious? Is it that trust is really important? You know, whatever that is that, that you, you get really kind of worked up about and actually figure out if actually that is 
is important because now I think everything's in, in perspective and, and you can think a bit more clearly about these kind of things when you're not kind of in, in constant work mode. It could be a good opportunity for people to kind of reconnect with themselves in that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Caroline? Do you kind of, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, I was just thinking about this um, quote again. I mean, there's lots of this stuff. There's all sorts of quotes and articles about this stuff. Um, and there was one and it was, um, it was within the context of kind of spirituality, which isn't particularly my thing, but this part of the quote really resonated. And it was about saying that it's a very Western, very westernized um, value for for people to aspire to in terms of being in control of your wealth and your career and your family life it's kind of a very westernized thing yes yeah, so i'm in control of this and actually this pandemic is kind of reminding us that we are not steering our own ship not really no. and there's something quite freeing about that in a weird way mm. um you know, particularly for events people that are you know plan plan and I you know I have spreadsheets for everything and I plan years in advance and where I want to go on holiday and and and, <laughs> and you know you know and value, I, will, I will never change that will never change but um makes me good at my job but I think there is value in being reminded that actually when the rug is pulled out from under you um you know it forces you to adapt and that will probably happen hopefully not this to this extent but you know several times in your life whether it be someone close to you dies unexpectedly or there's a pandemic or you know you don't you just don't know and this reminds us of that and it's about kind of accepting that really um which sounds quite kind of you know existential but it is true that we're not actually in control of anything and yeah. kind of being reminded to accept it can kind of calm us down a little bit mm. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? That acceptance and that understanding of control and that you can only control the things that you can control. There's an awful lot of our life that is not within our control and stressing about those elements, you can, you can do yourself more harm than good. So remembering to, to concentrate on the things you can control adapt to things you know follow the new guidelines where we, we can't change this we can't do anything about it this is a new norm for however long this is going to go on for um, but adapting and being able to change and adapt to things is really important for well-being isn't it really it makes you more resilient the more flexible you can be and the more adaptable absolutely. you can be yeah. to different situations yeah 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 absolutely yeah. well that I was just going to say in terms of kind of practical kind of things that people could do um, everyone's going to be experiencing this and have different worries aren't they some it will be financial some it will be you know how they look after their family and it's good you know for, so for me it's kind of writing down my top three because I have many worries I am a worrier but writing down the top three worries and then making, sad to say, a plan as to how I'm going to deal with that in kind of the immediate term has also helped me. So it's kind of, you know, financial, how am I going to make sure I can, you know, pay my bills? How can I make sure that I, my anxiety doesn't get out of control and my kind of top two really. Yeah. And so making those kind of short term immediate plans because you can do things to do that. Um, and and it, it makes you feel like you're moving forward. And also Even, you, then, you then feel like you're in control of what you're do. worried about, which then yeah. makes you feel better because you're in control of it. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good tip, Caroline. Yeah, that's a great show.
that's brilliant yeah, and you can and you can use the, the journal to do that Bernadette yeah I mean I've yeah the the journal for me is obviously <laughs> it's obviously something I'm passionate about to help look after well-being yeah. um, I've got my copy of it and I'm using it yeah, every day it I think even for me at the moment it's just that um mm. one thing of what am I grateful for and then what's it what excites me because it's very easy to wake up at the moment and think there's nothing to be grateful for nothing is exciting at the moment where when you have to think about that you you can easily come up with something so um yeah i think writing down any of your thoughts or worries or things that you're very happy about you know whatever just get it out of your mind and and mm -hmm. write it down on a piece of paper it just you know handwriting is shown to make us think in a more positive light it activates regions of the brain responsible for um healing so you know it, it, it's a good thing to do yeah it is absolutely well that that brings us to a close, ladies. This has been fun. Oh, I've enjoyed it. this. Yeah, could go on for hours. Yeah, we could. I'm not yeah. sure anyone would tune in for hours, though. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Never know. Never know. We'll, we'll see, see what everyone says about whether they want to have a long one. But no, it, it, it's, been, it's been great fun. It's been, it's been nice chatting. A very serious kind of side to what we've been chatting about today, of course, as well. Um, but I'm sure um, for anyone listening, what the, the ladies and stuff has shared here, what Caroline and, and Bernadette, thanks for your thoughts and your sharing in. I'm sure it will help an awful lot of people. Um, so thank you very much. Um, make sure you guys tune in next Wednesday when we'll be doing the next one. We'll have um, some, some same faces and we'll have some different people. We're going to mix it up this each week. So we've got different people chatting the music and, and talking about what's going on in the industry at the moment. So tune in next week. But uh, thank you, Caroline and Bernadette. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. <laughs>